Melbourne. Yesterday, Professor Peter Doherty, the much-beloved laureate professor, was speaking to me about our use of Paxlovid, which is the antiviral drug used to treat COVID-19, and comparing the situation here in Australia to that of the US. The Americans are offering this drug to everyone over 12 who test positive. We, we certainly can't do that. We're only offering it to a very limited way to very vulnerable people. And we understand we're doing that because we simply don't have the doses here. Let's get a fact check on that. Professor Stephen Tong is infectious diseases physician at the Royal Melbourne Hospital and the Doherty Institute, and he works in the COVID ward there. Professor, hi, good morning. Good morning, Virginia. Tell me what Paxlovid does. Yeah, so it's an antiviral drug that uh, prevents the virus from being able to make proteins that it needs to keep replicating. So it stops it from, I guess, making more of itself. And it's been shown in clinical trials in overseas to really reduce the risk of hospitalisation uh, for people who are uh, vulnerable to getting severe disease. Is it very so safe? It drops Does it have any yeah, side look, effects? It, yeah, it can. Um, almost everyone gets a metallic taste in their mouth as one of the side effects. Mm-hmm. Uh, but pro- perhaps more importantly, um, with Paxlovid, the main things it interacts with lots of other medications. So it includes a drug called ritonavir in it and that interacts with many of the common medications that are used. So anyone who gets prescribed it needs to be carefully checked for those those kinds of interactions, which can okay. potentially be dangerous. Does the metallic taste go away? It does, okay. yes. Okay, all right. Um, now, and we're using it for whom at the moment, Professor? Yeah, so it's, um, it's mainly reserved for those who are at higher risk of needing hospitalisation. So we're you know, looking at things like whether you're immunocompromised, um, more elderly people, if you haven't been fully vaccinated um, and if you have other comorbidities or other medical conditions that place you at higher risk. And so mainly it's in those age groups or the older age groups and those who are immunocompromised at the moment. And that's partly because, you know, the clinical trials that showed it worked were in these higher risk group people. So you don't think that the US approach is needed here if we had more doses of the drug that it would be prescribed as Peter Doherty was saying for anyone who tests positive? Yeah I, actually I think I differ from um, Peter's view on that a little bit. Okay. Uh, I, I think it should be reserved for those who are at higher risk. Um, these drugs are they're not cheap so you know our government has to buy spend millions billions of dollars on on drugs like this mm-hmm. we really want to use it for those who are going to benefit the most from us they do have side effects they do have these interactions so we should try and target it to those who, who are most likely to benefit but as someone who works with infectious diseases professor tong would you rather that we had more doses of it just generally in the country anyway have we done the right thing in ordering enough Look, it's a bit um, it's a bit unclear as to well, I, we do know how many doses there are in the country. It's a bit unclear as to how quickly they're being used up at the moment. Um, and the reality actually is that um, if patients people are fully vaccinated, their risk has already been significantly reduced of needing hospitalisation. Mm. Uh, and all these trials were done in non-vaccinated people. Uh, so. Again, I guess it really is important that we do try and target it to those who are at high risk, rather, than, in my view, rather than using it very, very broadly in the community. So someone who's 20 who gets COVID and they're not otherwise sick, they don't need Paxlovid. Um, but someone who's you know, 85, has other medical conditions, perhaps hasn't been fully vaccinated, 
that person should be highly prioritised to receive these therapies. As I understand it, though, I think you mentioned the medications that Paxlovid can interact with, and one of them is with heart medications. I guess those people in the older age groups, they're more likely to be on those heart medications. Yeah, that's exactly right. And so we do need, I guess, what we're struggling at the moment, actually, is, is the resourcing to allow us to check for all these interactions with everyone who might otherwise qualify for this medication, Paxlovid. So we need to be able to equip GPs um, and provide them with resources as well to be able to quickly check for those kinds of interactions and make sure that they know, are aware of, of, of this issue so that we're giving it to people safely. All right. Um, well, I've just, I just had someone on the line who was just about to go to, but they've just dropped off and they, they used that drug. So that's a shame because I was hoping to hear their first-person sure. experience. <laughs> but, Professor, what about the second drug? There's two drugs, aren't there? Yeah, so there's another drug called molnupiravir, and in fact there's a third drug which we give intravenously, and I can get to that. But molnupiravir is also an oral drug that's given for five days. That has less, it seems like, less interactions with other drugs, so it's easier to use. Um, but the problem is it's not as effective as Paxlovid. So okay. Paxlovid reduces that risk of hospitalisation by 80 to 90%, but molnupiravir only by about 30%. Who names something molnupiravir? I mean, how do you even say that word? Yeah, it's... It's <laughs> impossible. Sure I'm saying it correctly. I completely agree. <laughs> it's just ridiculous. How, how drug companies say things. Apparently, it's named after Thor's hammer. So... Um, oh, good I, I can't I can't pronounce the name of that <laughs> hammer, but if you, if you watch the Marvel movies, um, it's named after his Eve hammer. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I, guess, I guess the... The, uh, the chemist, the lab technician had a bright idea that it's as strong as Thor's hammer, right? Exactly. exactly. Crack it on and the head. It will, it will sell well as a result. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Molnupiravir. Oh, my God. Absolutely impossible. Um, look, so the other, the yes. other drug, um, uh, Virginia, is one called remdesivir, which yes. um, is also 80 to 90% effective. But that, the trouble with that is it needs to be given intravenously. So we do have hospital infusion centres around Victoria uh, where patients can come in. Um, receive the drug um, as an intravenous infusion over a three-day period. So they need to come in. In some cases, um, we have hospital and home services, which mm -hmm. can then give the second and third dose to patients in their home. So that's obviously definitely an option, particularly for those who have all those interactions and can't um, access, therefore, the Paxlovid. I think we've got um, Sam back on the line. Sam, in the CBD, you used one of these antiviral drugs, did you? Hello, Sam. Yeah, no, I don't see we how to see it here, Sam, there. There's a problem with the line. Professor Tong, what's your experience of working on the infectious diseases wards right now? We know that hospitals are really being slammed, that hospitals are on bypass, that uh, ambulances are being ramped, and that you're under the most enormous pressure with unwell and furloughed staff. What's it like in there? So it's it, it's very busy at the moment, Virginia. So I'm, I'm on the wards at the moment, uh, looking after general infectious diseases, but also some of our COVID patients. Uh, and I guess most days we're, we're getting emails to say, look, can you try and discharge some of the patients at the moment? Um, because we need to make room for the, all the patients who are waiting in the emergency department. So overall, the, busy, the hospital is very busy, not just with COVID, but everything else. There's a lot of influenza around at the moment as well. Mm -hmm. um, and I think the whole, all of that together is creating a great deal of stress. The issue with COVID making it trickier is also all the infection control issues. So you know, sometimes we need to transfer patients to our main hospitals from smaller hospitals or from nursing homes or other facilities where there might be an outbreak uh, and we need to protect those those facilities. And so that creates more, more stress on the hospital system 
um, and then it's harder to get the patients back out to these other you know, rehab or other facilities because we need to wait until that patient is safe to be able to discharge them as well. So that, that the whole issue of bed flow um, is, is a major, major issue at the moment. That sounds incredibly difficult. Professor, good to talk to you. I've just got this message from Dan in Parkdale. I've just had the realisation that you're a hypochondriac VT. It's infectious and you're dragging us down. And I'm sad to say that I've had to switch you off now, Dan. Um, it says, Dan in Parkville says that, uh, Professor Tong, am I being a hypochondriac talking to you about um, uh, treatments for COVID and COVID-19 in general? <laughs> Absolutely not. Uh, I think, you know, we, we have these drugs which are available, which are effective, um, and um, we, we need to ramp up now to get them to the people who need them, which is, as I say, I think it's the vulnerable, it's a high-risk people that we really need to prioritise to get these drugs to. And the, the great thing about them is if they do work as, you know, seen in those trials, it will actually reduce that pressure on our hospital system. So if we're able to give these to the people who need them mm. and reduce their need for coming into the hospital, then that has that downstream effect of, of protecting the hospital system as well. Thanks for joining us today, Professor, and good luck to you and your team. Thank you very much, Virginia. Bye. Professor Stephen Tong there from the Royal Melbourne Hospital and the Doherty Institute. He works on the infectious diseases wards there. Up next...